0: From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas, and everywhere in the world where the UFC is coming in 2023. It's time for the It's Time podcast, the first one of the year. And we are live now. It's No Holes Barred Radio, folks. We talk about everything on It's Time. Everything you want to or don't want to talk about or afraid to voice, we'll voice it for you. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, politics, TV, film, and UFC, and more and more and more. And I'm here with two of my favorite people, my co-host, my producer, TJ DeSantis, my one of my best friends on the road, one of my best friends when he's not on the road, one of the greatest guys I know, a brother from another mother, but the amazing commentator, sportsman of the world, John annick Happy birthday, boys. I mean, happy birthday, oh, happy new year.
2: <laughs> happy 2023. It's Rock a birthday. And it's right. right foot. It's great to be with you boys, two of my favorite people, obviously in the world, not just in the MMA space. And uh Yeah. I mean, it's been a crazy few weeks, obviously in the MMA world, as is always the case, but yeah, there have been a lot of sort of heavy hearted things in the world over the last few weeks. And I'm hoping that this will be my, my lift up, my, my catharticism today, if you will. So.
0: All right, well, let's do it. Let's lift it. I will tell you, John, I am looking for lifting news because I'm a positive guy. I'm, I'm not a pessimist. It's today's like full of negative news. It's very hard to find anything until we get to talk about a little football. Uh, the, one of the most one of the biggest stories I found that was somewhat positive is that up to half the world's glaciers are going to disappear by the end of the century if the temperature just goes up four degrees that was actually one of the most positive stories if you can call that positive that I was able to find did, to did, discuss today
1: did you buy some property inland and you're looking oh. for it to become beachfront what how is that possible why I is that go my <laughs> beachfront
0: I, I live on a mountain right now if you want to call it or a hill uh-huh. so I'm safe it's all okay good. all right. <laughs> It's people like you living down where you live, TJ. You got to worry about it. Christ Almighty, you're, 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 uh, sorry, I said that. You're, um, edit that out. <laughs> you're fine. You can say Christ. That's fine. Your, <laughs> your, your, your first floor of your house is flooded.
1: That's true. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a month where my, my bottom, uh, level, my lower level has been, uh, unusable, unlivable.
2: Is there still like, live water right now yeah
1: no the water's done but the uh the floor's ripped up the walls are still torn apart so it's it's all a process
2: we can certainly empathize with that here in south florida even though we don't have basements we have myriad water issues our houses are built on sand i am not even in a flood zone and i pay extra for flood insurance just to make sure so that's smart
1: that's smart yeah And,
0: uh, John, did you suffer any damage during the hurricanes you know, everything you dealt with down there in the last couple of months? This
2: past one was okay. You know, oftentimes for us, for whatever it's worth over the last several years, the tornadoes, these little tornadoes that's been through have done the bulk of the damage, but thankfully, uh, we were kind of spared. It seems like Clay Guida, where he has relocated to got absolutely hammered. So, uh, I know it's a big initiative of his to sort of fight for Florida and try to, uh, To sort of get that community back up and running because some communities in that Fort Myers greater area just got absolutely thrashed.
0: No, it's a shame. That's really a shame. Uh, Did you see any of the tornadoes firsthand?
2: No, I mean, and candidly, sometimes you send people to your property if you're not home to check it out, right? And I sent someone to my house and they said, oh, you're good, you know come home tornado would rip through the backyard you really couldn't see much damage because it like rips through on a direct line and knocks out everything in its path but it might only be sort of a a one foot path but yeah it just ripped a hole in the pool screen i've never actually seen one though i'm not i'm not storm chasing like pat milletic out there you
0: know <laughs> it's amazing how they work when i lived in oklahoma as a kid and i was too young to really remember this but it took out our backyard but did nothing to the house you know that's
1: how they work you know they, they come yeah. down and just do whatever they want to i uh have unfortunately seen a couple of tornadoes in my lifetime uh, by complete accident. Uh, One time I was at an amusement park and I saw two of them at the same time. Wow. Uh, It's terrifying. It's, I mean, you start to like, I'm not a a very spiritual guy, but when you can see the force of mother nature, like you step back and be like, all right, I am just insignificant as all get out.
0: Well, I saw the force of mother nature on social media just last week or so with uh, the wonderful John Attic. Talking about Puncher's Chance. Oh, John. wait till you see our second post. Just wait. I can't wait. But, John, it was great. I mean,
2: Well, thank great. you, man. Well, well, thank you. So I really liked the messaging, honestly, because it dovetailed so naturally with my life, right? And, again, we're not cutting a promotional spot here, right? This is not a paid advertisement, right? But part of the messaging and the motto for Puncher's Chance is to sort of take your shot and be ready when your opportunity presents itself because you really don't know when that's going to happen. And so right. getting involved with Puncher's Chance and having that sort of be the motto was pretty easy. The second one's a little bit more challenging, but we're bringing the energy for sure. And this time you're actually going to see me drink it on camera. If that's allowed. Wow.
1: Wow. wow. Love it. Are you Love a bourbon it. guy, John?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I basically, it's either tequila or a whiskey or a bourbon of some kind. Okay the only thing with puncher's chance is that it just sends me into the next stratosphere because it's 90 proof so i got to be a little bit careful
0: well then you better watch out for our barrel version that's 116 proof and the single barrel uh-huh. version coming out is 108 or 6 proof but it yeah. tastes great and we just came out with the 14 year version uh the left cross john you like this the left cross has jamaican colors on the bottle oh i and, like that and the reason why is the left cross is because it's about uh it's modeled after it's made out of Jamaican rum barrels. It's made in Jamaican rum barrels, but the famous heavyweight, uh, back in the day, razor Ruddock was the first one to knock Mike Tyson down in a boxing match with the left cross. And that's where that all comes from. I like that. I one punch can change, but anyway, that's, there's the puncher's chance show moment of the, of the hour. So it's all good. Well, and and, thank
2: you, though, because uh, obviously uh, a lot of us are proud of what you've done with Puncher's Chance, so the opportunity to uh, be aligned with the brand and promote in any way uh, was a welcome one, so thank you, buddy.
0: Oh, uh, you're very welcome. I, I saw Brittany um, Palmer did one last week, too. Yeah, much better than mine. I mean, let's not oh, bear the lead. That remains to be seen, I and mean, let's face it, she's maybe a little easier on the eyes, not that you're not, but, you know, Yeah, it's all good. Fair, fair to say. It's sense. all good. Touching the UFC world. Speaking of the UFC world... Uh, the first event is not till Jan 14th in Vegas. Then we've got the Brazil show, the pay-per-view coming up there, which I'll see you at. Uh, then I am off to uh the Bahamas to play a big poker tournament uh with poker stars, which I'm looking forward to. This is a big and, deal.
2: This is not just your your mother's poker tournament, but this is a big one.
0: This is a big one. It's a twenty-five thousand dollar entry and first prize is four to five million dollars. No,
2: you're yeah. so due. Like people don't understand how yeah. good of a poker player you are, and you're just due. Like you're due.
1: Well, you know, this is probably going back five or six years, but we had this thing, John, that, you know, Bruce was doing so well at these poker to, uh, tournaments, but he would just come up short, and we literally were calling it the buffer bubble because he was bubbling the, yep. the final table like so many different times or or at least the money placements.
0: You know, I won a lot too, and that's when they named the, uh, the high-stakes poker room at the Luxor after me, the buffer high-stakes poker room. I wish to God I still had that. It still blows yeah. me away. I don't know who I kidded to get that because only six people in Vegas have ever had a poker room named after him. You know, and I'm like, who am I? But, you know, it was cool as hell. I love poker. We all know that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to go down there to work. I'm going to open up the tournament, too, and then just enjoy myself. A couple of my poker buddies are coming down. So, you know what it's like. Boys weekend, poker, good meals, have a good time.
2: Yeah, we got to get through UFC 283 first. We have a whole day, I believe, in Brazil after the pay-per-view to uh, do with it what we may, right? We don't fly out until late Sunday night.
0: We can't get out until Sunday night. They asked me if I wanted to stay till Monday, but, you know, I want to get back home um but yeah sunday we'll, we'll have a good time let's go and hit one of the churrascos and gain 10 pounds on sunday let's and have go. a good time let's yeah do get it. the meat sweats let's do it <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go with the positive news looking at it uh some crazy things here obviously a lot of people have heard about the fact that uh phil baroni uh, mm-hmm. has been arrested in mexico it's a hell of a place to be arrested at uh for allegedly murdering his girlfriend now i heard and tj correct me uh she told him she had slept with another man. He was upset. Uh, he told her to take a shower. He forced her in the shower, which led her to hitting her head. Allegedly. Which caught, Allegedly, which caused her to die.
1: Yeah, um, super unfortunate news. You, you hope it's not true. But, uh, you know, I, I've spent some time with Phil. I've called some fight cards over at the Tachi Palace back in the day with Phil. Uh, he's always been sort of a guy that had, you know, been a, a tortured soul. Uh, you know his MMA uh, skills sort of waned uh, long before he would have liked them to, and and it's hard for athletes to move on with their post uh, you know athlete uh, active career lives. And and Phil's sort of you know struggled with some demons. This uh, story is is incredibly uh, unfortunate, and uh, you know Mexico, like you said, like it's not a good place to be uh, on the wrong side of the law. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, but really, really sad stuff to hear.
2: It really a is. It seems, Yeah, I mean, it seems like Baroni has had to deal with a lot of things. Some of those, of course, have been self-inflicted, but I think anybody who's ever been concussed or dealt with a head injury knows that, uh, you know, you can't just go to sleep, right? Now, he didn't seemingly, and again, these are his words, he didn't seemingly know that she was concussed laying next to him, right? But at least the two times I've been hospitalized with concussions, I got people waking me up like every hour on the hour, at least that next night. And for the first one, it was so severe, they did it for two nights, you know, so- um yeah but just a really sad 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 thing for him to be dealing with and um yeah i guess we'll see how it how it plays out have you ever been
1: concussed bruce more
0: times than i can count because i can't honestly feel i mean i know two very serious times when i was i told you the story when i was training to to potentially have a professional you know three-round kickboxing fight right and i got concussed twice during training but when i think back to uh getting slapped by big waves or you know actually from fighting or taking shots to the head i think a concussion and, and i'm not a doctor but i think if your brain gets rattled you're concussed
1: yeah no 100 you know? yeah
0: yeah so i i can't even imagine the number i had nobody waking me up for two days so hopefully there's no damage that i'm going to realize <laughs> later on in life i'm knocking on wood Pretty answer to your questions yes i have been concussed there's no question
1: i've been concussed once it was when i was seven and i was playing on the bottom side of a playground and i stood up too fast
0: oh that'll do it
1: yeah i means. was
0: concussed in two different sports one time when i tried snowboarding for the very first time right and being a surfer i was able to you know do all... it was the stopping it was my <laughs> right. problem yeah 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 and then i stopped one time and faced implanted you can still see my face in the ice snow you know like out of a movie like face off right. see my face oh, yeah. image there I was out of it. Oh out sure, it. I never yeah. got on. A, I never got on a snowboard again. I stayed with my skis. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird. I I remember hitting my head a bunch when I was a kid, and I don't know if I was concussed, but I remember specifically hitting my head and then tasting metal. Does that does that mean you're concussed? Yeah. I, don't I, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. means something happened. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know, I think again, I think concussion happens. You know, it's funny. You know, you see kids riding bikes today, including myself or yourselves, with a helmet. Oh, I never had a helmet. Did, did either of you guys have kids. a helmet? Yeah. Never had a helmet, skateboarding, bike riding, nothing. Nah. We, just, we never used it. No. Nah. Did you ever hurt yourself as a kid riding a bike, John?
2: Oh, yeah. I fell off a scooter in Salt Lake City last August for Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman. So yeah, oh, I'm a menace on anything that has wheels.
1: I, not- I, I I still have gravel in my forearms from growing up on a country road as a kid.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I grew up on a bike and it was literally like, come home, eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, do my homework and be on a bike until the sun went down, you know?
1: And yeah. So- I mean, I, I don't know. Kids today definitely don't live by this philosophy, but uh, I had pretty overprotective parents at the time, but the rule was still in the summertime, like wake up and just make sure you're home by dark. And, and that was my mantra. I didn't want to be at home. Why do I want to be hanging out with my parents? You know, I didn't have an Xbox or even a TV in my room. So I, I ran around the woods.
0: We all did as long as we were home in time for dinner, right? Right. That's not the way it is today by any standards whatsoever. Going into a couple other news stories here again, this Jeremy Renner snowplow accident. How crazy
1: is that? I haven't heard about this.
0: Oh, Jeremy Renner was snowplowing around his house, wherever that was. Um, oh, he tried to help free a family member's car from the snow mm-hmm. and the snowplow ran over him. And he's oh in ICU God. with extensive injuries. Uh, hopefully he's going to be okay. Uh, he did a video from his bed, but just, you know, you ask yourself is that And it was one of those ATV four wheelers, you know, which are dangerous to begin with, with the snow plow in front. Yeah, so I don't know the exact story, but it's just that's just horrible.
1: To that's why you, that. you, you call a guy. You got to call a guy in that situation
0: No, when you got yeah, you call a guy to do the snow plowing. Yeah. You know, John, you live in Florida, but I mean, I used to live in the snow. My dad made me do everything. But if I I would call the guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I lived the first 31
2: years of my life in Massachusetts, I spent more time shoveling than I care to recollect. But yeah, that's, uh, that's scary. But I do think whatever list you're on a list or otherwise, I think there are a lot of people that like to get their hands dirty, you know, my back probably wouldn't take too well to it now. But I used to enjoy going out there and shoveling the driveway and breaking a sweat a little bit. I do think some people like to, you know, not have everybody do things for them. You know,
0: I'm, See- I'm with you all the way.
1: I grew up with uh, and unfortunately, I bought my grandparents house, which was right next to my parents house and right oh, next smart. to my aunt and uncle's house. And, you know, uh, combined, we had about a quarter of a mile of driveway. And uh, you, you out there in Massachusetts, John, get way more snow than we do in Minnesota. We're just much colder, a bitter cold. Uh, so when we'd have to go out, uh, I, I'd end up being the guy that had to do a quarter of a mile of driveways because I was the sucker who bought the snowblower. And, you know, we're talking sometimes out there three, four hours long uh, at, you know, minus minus degree oh, yeah. weather at times. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I never want to go back to that ever again.
0: I live in California, so I can't think about it. I'll drive to the mountains. I'll find the snow. I don't want the snow to find me.
1: Yeah, I mean, live, living in Southern California, it's on demand climate, whatever you want. We got it. You want to go to the desert. It's a two hour drive. You want to go to the snow. It's a two hour drive. You want to go to the beach. It's a 45 minute drive. John, I tried cool. it
0: once when I was a teenager. I surfed in the morning and skied in the afternoon the very same day. That's cool. It's very cool. Okay, a couple other stories here. Dave and Buster's co-founder, James Buster Coley.
1: He's not? Right? Okay, okay, he's Buster. Okay, all right. Uh,
0: Bringing so much joy to kids and everything. Yeah. And he just died, apparently committed suicide. Oh, uh, no. You know, all these different things. Let's talk about, we got to talk about this. It's, it's so tragic, and I hope he's going to be okay. I got back. Uh, Sunday, from one of the best experiences I had, you know, announcing the Fiesta Bowl in, in Phoenix. Had a great time. What an amazing game, John. Oh, I mean, 44 points in the fourth quarter, setting the record, almost a hundred point game. I mean, I was actually at one point going to leave like five minutes before the end and to beat the crowd. There was absolutely no way you could leave that game. Yeah unbelievable it's just crazy taking
2: videos of bruce buffer leaving one of the all-time classics you know no
0: i i have a video of dan marino leaving a miami uh raider game one time in the fourth quarter when miami came back and almost won the game so i, yeah. I didn't want to be yeah. one of those guys yeah right no Maybe, can, big can, dan he's legendary
1: being that we're talking about football can you guys tell me if i should like you know get out my uh vikings jersey because this team is just insane like they they lose games that they shouldn't lose and they lose them very badly they come back and have you know all-time great comebacks like i, I don't i like this is why i don't invest guys because my heart is just i can't handle it but uh am i going to be able to have the opportunity to put on the vikings jersey if they're up in the second half of the nfc championship game
2: so I you think know you how it. I try to stay locked in on the NFL, but as far as your Minnesota Vikings, I truly do not know. I mean, there is a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde despite the shiny record. Most sharps would tell you that the NFC is really a three horse race and that the Vikings aren't a part of that, right? The 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Philadelphia Eagles. I really don't know what to make of Minnesota. They might have the best player in Justin Jefferson, but they can't stop anybody. So as far as, you know, a long run deep into, uh, into February, brother. Um,
0: I, I just don't know. Understood. Well, they've already made the playoffs, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Their last game of the year, this Sunday is against the bears, the rival team, uh, at Chicago, but that really doesn't mean anything either way. let John out of all the, the football game. Well, first off, I wanted to talk about something before we even get there. I get back from the Fiesta Bowl. We all saw the Monday night football game with a horrific situation with the safety, DeMar Hamlin collapsing on the field, oh. the stoppage of the game, which has never, ever happened. Uh, officials administering emergency CPR to him on the field. I'm so glad they did not start that game. Um, it just, it really just all of us. I'm speaking for all of us. I think we're affected by that.
1: Is it's he amazing. conscious? Is he, is Hamlin conscious so in the hospital?
2: sitting here taping this on Thursday afternoon. And yeah. there has been major positive news advancement today. Reportedly he's neurologically intact and he's been wow. holding hands of family members and, I think he wrote at one point because obviously he can't verbalize anything yet. Uh, but I think he wrote, Did we win the game or something? And I guess they yeah. wrote back, You won life or something. So he asked wow. the nurse.
0: I think I read where he asked the nurse if they won the game. Yeah. Which is a good sign. Um, obviously, the, his future career is in question. I don't see how he can come back depending on the situation. But
2: there have been a lot of cases in other sports where athletes have come back, right? I hope Chris so. Stronger is the. I think the most viewed reference right now, NHL player that had a somewhat similar episode on the ice, although I'm not sure it was caused necessarily by a direct hit, but um, yeah, hopeful. Cause he was really coming into his own as a player.
0: You know, um, a couple of one negative one positive, his toy drive, which he had top $6 million in donations, uh, obviously, you know, fueled by this tragic incident to a degree, And yet you got these a-holes out there with the fake foundations created online trying to make money off them on GoFundMe and
1: is deleting them left and right.
0: That's just so – I can't even fathom that kind of mentality.
1: How how can you feel okay about that, like at all, like justify taking that? I don't understand.
0: Well, you're an a-hole to begin with. So how can you feel good about it? I anything? mean, <sighs> well, yeah, there are just a lot of
2: twisted, desperate people. And I also think, too, and I'm not pardoning any of these individuals, but you are a byproduct of the environment in which you grow up to some extent, you know, and, um, you know, not that I had a silver spoon by any means, but, you know, I try not to be too judgmental about people, you know, because some people, man, are in a real shitty spot and they didn't put themselves there, you know. Um, right. But obviously there's no excuse for that, but you know, there are a lot of people out there that are, you know, piece of shit. They really don't see themselves as
0: such, you know? Uh, I, I can't really elaborate beyond your elaboration. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for your kind words because it, it could be a lot worse. All right. With the lineup happening in football and not taking it away, let me just say that my sincere wishes and condolences go out to the family and go out to DeMar Hamlin and his family um, for a full 100% recovery, please please, please. John, one question. They don't replay the game. What implications does that have on the season?
2: Well, there are massive implications, right? And they're sort of in a wait and see mode right now. And just if you think about the gambling world in terms of some of these sports super contests in Las Vegas, where hundreds of thousands of dollars change hands and, you know, people are potentially going to lose a lot of money. There's so many different implications, but, you know, we canceled our NFL podcast Anna Squared this week because we were in no we just weren't in an appetitive mood to talk about the NFL or try to make any predictions. It seems as though week 18 is going to happen as scheduled. And then maybe depending on how the ducks fall, they may try to run that game between Cincinnati and Buffalo back if it has major seating implications. But I think a lot of it is sort of a wait and see approach by the NFL. They're going to keep week 18 intact, maybe, maybe do a no contest for Cincinnati and Buffalo, but it's a tricky thing, right? I mean, it was shaping up as arguably the most important and the best Monday night football game in a long time, 10 years or so. And um, yeah, we all know what happened next, man. Scary.
0: Well, if, if it's a no contest, does that affect the other, does that affect their teams with the outcome or is it everything it
2: gets affected? Right. That's why I think the NFL is trying to wait and see. All right. So let's see what happens this weekend. And granted it's a huge ask for these teams, especially the Buffalo bills who are playing the new England Patriots. Patriots are fighting to make the playoffs, right? going to be a lot of emotion for the Buffalo Bills. I think they'll still play well and beat New England, but yes, right. Buffalo is still playing in theory for the number one seed as is Cincinnati. But I believe if Kansas city wins on Saturday, they would lock up the number one seed and then that might provide some clarity, but at least right now, um, things are postponed and uh, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, they could get rid of that bye week before the super bowl. I think that'll probably happen. I mean, buff, there is a chance, right. I guess that they would play week 18 then have Cincinnati and Buffalo play and just push everything back a week. You know, I think I would imagine everything's on the table right now.
0: Yeah. We could, we could paint eight eighteen 18 different scenarios. That we nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, the Eagle, the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles doing so well, dropping two games hurts out sore shoulder. Do you risk bringing it? Do, do they need to bring them in this next week? I guess for home field advantage, they need to win this game. Do you risk? I mean, a few
2: years ago, the NFL scaled back the buys from two in each conference, four overall, to just one bye week for the top seed in both the AFC and the NFC. So there's no overstating how hugely important it is for the Philadelphia Eagles to try to get the number one seed and get that bye week and maybe buy some more time for Jalen Hurts. Most of the sharp NFL minds that I ingest, that I talk to, they think the Philadelphia Eagles are like head and shoulders, the class of the NFC. But they haven't had their quarterback the last two weeks, so I would like to maybe try to get the confidence back. But I don't necessarily know the degree of the injury. But I do believe if Jalen Hurts is healthy, Philly's representing the NFC in the Super
0: Bowl. I really believe that. Oh, I believe it too. But the question is, do you keep him healthy by not having him play? Give him the next oh, right, the and then
2: you get yourself in a situation where you know potentially you end up having to go to Dallas for the NFC Championship game or go to San Francisco instead of having both of those teams that either play indoors or in California coming to Philadelphia when it's five degrees for the NFC title game. So I think for the Eagles,
0: it's huge. It is huge. Obviously home field advantages, everything, switching over to college for a second, TCU playing Georgia, TCU is the dog by 12 and a half points. Like they were the dog by uh, seven and a half in the game that they won, uh, you know, last uh, Sunday um, or Saturday. Uh who do you take? I mean, how can you not take TCU in the points in that game?
2: Well, that was my initial thesis statement. It was 13 and a half. I said to myself, I'll monitor the line. If it goes to 14, I'll hit it. It went the other way down to 12 and a half and 14 is never coming around again. I'll probably end up on the points. I haven't played the game yet. I'll probably eat up the points and hope to see a good close game. But the way TCU defended late in that game, in that national semifinal left so much to be desired that I don't know, man. I can't have any more than a half unit on that outfit. I just don't believe that they're going to be able to consistently stop Georgia. And, you know, yeah, I think TCU could get to 30, but can Georgia get to 44? You're damn right. So yeah,
0: of course they can. Of course yeah. they can.
2: Where, where is that game played? I don't know where it's being played. Let me uh, It could be Atlanta. I'll find if, out for if, right
1: if, now. if it's in Atlanta. I mean, there's no way I'd I'd lean towards TCU. Well, this we'll
2: game is being played at SoFi Stadium in Englewood, California. Oh, right down the what street. I here. Yeah,
0: I know. That's because I'm actually waiting for the phone call, if you know what I mean. Oh, let's I hear you. Go. Yeah, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, the Eagles are 14 point favorites against the Giants. I'd buy that to 14 and a half and take New York, even though I love my Eagles. Just a lot of points if Hurts is not playing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think part of that probably speaks to the fact that the Giants aren't playing for anything.
0: No, but you know what? People don't play for anything sometimes. No, you're win. right.
2: You're yeah. right. It's a lot of points. It's still inside of division. And the other thing I'll say as well, right? 53-man roster in the NFL. 45 guys are active on Sunday. It's not like you can just sit everybody down, you know? Like, you you, you guys have to play, and the game is inherently physical. So, yeah, I I, I would probably take the Giants and the 14-and-a-half as well.
0: You know, the game is inherently physical. With this injury that happened to uh, Hamlin, and everybody's talking about how tough the game is. They've done everything they can to ease up and safe, safety eyes, if that's a word, the NFL play. There's really nothing else that can be done. Oh,
1: there's something else that can be done. What? Get rid of helmets, get rid of pads. Uh, elaborate. You, I mean, you look at rugby. Rugby doesn't have nearly the traumatic injury uh, amount that the NFL does worldwide. Um, you know, I'm talking on my ass when I come to stats like that, but that is sort of the feeling uh, among people. Uh, if you get rid of the pads, you get rid of a lot of the safety that uh, the, the players feel, and they don't, you know, lead with their heads because they're not wearing a helmet. They don't hit hit as hard because they're not as protected. So m- maybe some sort of padding, maybe, you know, uh, I, I don't know, go back to leather helmets. I don't know if that's really the popular uh, opinion, but I, I do believe that if you make those players feel more vulnerable, they're not going to hit as hard.
2: Interesting, yeah, interesting idea, wholesale. never going to
1: happen.
2: Right, TJ's talking about wholesale changes. I do yeah. believe you see, like thematically, in terms of defensive players, their discretion, like they're showing more discretion. It's never been harder to be a defensive player in the NFL than right. it is
1: right now. Like, I would hate but to want to actually tackle the quarterback. My God.
2: Right, but even when you tackle with your shoulder, to TJ's right. point, I mean, it's a padded weapon, Right that could be going 18, 20 miles an hour. So I don't know, man. I mean, I always say when I talk about mixed martial arts injuries, right, even when Jorge Masvidal went across the octagon and knocked out Ben Askren, how fast was George really going? You know, 12 miles an hour, right? Right. right. But imagine if the octagon was four times that size and he gets going 22 miles an hour before landing that knee. You know, Askren could be dead.
0: Let me let me tell you something, guys, when I was on the field in the Fiesta Bowl before I did my announcing for the start of the game, I'm down on the field with the players, right? And they're coming into the end zone right beside me. I'm not a small guy. I'm a, I'm a decent sized guy. I'm a 200 pound man. Okay. And I could take hits really, really well. Right. I couldn't even imagine getting hit by one of these glad padded gladiators right now. They seem like robots to me. I mean, they're getting bigger and faster and bigger. Crazy. You know, just, yeah, I, mean, just had that, Hardy, I had that little that epiphany of a moment when they were standing like, holy hell, look at these guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: No, Greg Hardy would talk about certain years. You know, they'd want him to show up like a lot heavier than other years, depending on where he was playing on the line. And, yeah, right. some of those guys buffer
0: like twice your size. It's crazy. Easily, easily. I felt like a like a little guy and I'm not wow. a little guy, you know, crazy stuff. Sounds okay. like he didn't like feeling like a
2: little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. I'm five nine. I'm 155 pounds, but I feel like the little guy in the room more often than not.
0: You walk like you're six two and two
1: forty, my man. Oh. The problem go. with these bantamweights weights is you know, they're 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 supposed to be the little guys and they're walking at six foot tall. You know? Uh you know
0: what? I still say it. Sometimes I'll be I'll make my before I make my announcement, and these men and women walk in the octagon and they've gained their 20, 30 pounds, 15 pounds. It's like yeah. that's a hundred and fifty five pounder. Right. That's whatever. And then a subject came up to me in a, in an interview, I think it was with Steve-O uh, when I did his podcast the other week, he said, why don't they publish the weights as they're walking in that they're weighing right now? Like have the scale down there. I said, no, Steve-O no, no. no. The average person's watching her thinking that 155 pounders are fighting, which they were the day before. Right. You don't want to confuse the issue by saying now they're 175 pounds. You know, that's just John, that would drive you crazy in the commentating booth.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, and even sometimes you might hear us say softly that they put on a percentage or 12 pounds overnight, but you'll never actually hear me say, you know, 167 or something like that because of what you just said right there. It's interesting, though, because I think for a lot of us non fighters and maybe TJ, this doesn't apply to you, but. We've thought at times, oh I wonder what weight class I would compete in if I actually fought. You know, I got a frame for 35, right? And I said to Fortis MMAs, the general safe saud, you know, what about cornering me for like an amateur, you know, MMA fight at 35? And he was like, I'll corner you at twenty-five, right? Cause he sees my frame as a flyweight frame, right? So Jesus. it's interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, so, so so I'm I'm around two hundred and thirty pounds. I'm fat. Uh, but I, I was told that I'd have to fight at 170 when I was training back in the day, and it's like, okay. what? Yeah. what? Yeah, you could I w- never I make
2: five with your bone structure, buff. You look like a mate. What? It's a welterweight or middleweight.
0: No, I would have fought at 185. Yeah, middleweight. There you yeah, because I would I walk around at like 200, 205, at you know, or one. No, I, when I was kickboxing, I was walking around at 192. So I would have fought at 185.
2: And would your nickname be It's Time?
0: No, I didn't even know what it name uh-huh. back then. <laughs> Buff Buff Buffer, Bruce, Bruce Buff Buffer, you know, yeah. my, my nickname has been buff my entire life. So, yeah, yep. you know, the Buffy Slayer, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, a uh, little out of the uh, UFC realm. The PFL, the Professional Fighters League, is partnered now with Jake Paul, and it's, it's pretty historic and it's exclusive agreement in MMA. And I'm not going into a question about how pay is done. We all know UFC pays great the whole bit. Everybody can question this, that and the other. But the fighter first model commits to share 50% of the revenue with the fighters. How do you think that works? What's what's revenue though? What's revenue? Some of these events don't even make money. So where's the revenue?
2: Yeah, no, it's a good question. I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out. I do give Jake Paul a lot of credit. He seemingly has made every right move when it comes to his combat sports career. And I love that he's willing to compete in a mixed martial arts setting. And, um, you know, I do believe that He's not just good-hearted, but he's also clear-intentioned and intention has a plan of attack when it comes to affecting change with fighter pay. So I give him all the credit in the world, and um, obviously, my podcast partner Kenny Florian is the lead analyst for the PFL. So um, this is good for Kenny. This is good for our show, and uh, I think it's good for mixed martial arts.
0: Well, I don't know what pay-per-view numbers. I yes, I think it's good too. But I don't know what pay-per-view numbers are for the PFL. Uh, Puncher's Chance is a major sponsor of the PFL. Um, but they're talking about the pay-per-view
1: revenue. Okay, this is not the revenue. But th- the they don't normally do pay-per-views, right? Do they do like one a year or something like that?
0: Well, if they do a pay-per-view, and let's say they get, I mean, if you're lucky to get 100,000 buys. Yeah,
1: right? yeah. And I don't so think you're, you're talking- making money if you aren't getting 100,000 buys. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a very valiant effort, and I commend them on it um let's see how it pans out but as far as the bottom line is i want the fighters to make as much money as possible that's just really what it comes down to i want every yeah. fighter to make a million bucks every time they put their blood sweat and tears on the line in any cage much less the octagon
2: yeah well yeah, most definitely. of the money is linked to the television deals and uh you know
0: I'm not talking about the money from the television deal
2: no i know but uh, you know but the reason why a lot of these athletes and even you know i think some commentators in other sports make a lot of money is because of these television deals, you know, the the live events are the lifeblood of all of these networks, you know, and, you know, maybe someday down the line, the fighters will actually
0: get a piece of that. Who knows? Well, let's talk about commentators. One of your favorite sports football, one of my longtime buddies, Willie McGinnis, right. Getting yeah. arrested last week. Yeah. Um, I was coming home from Phoenix and walking at the airport and this very well-dressed, man comes up to me, kisses me on the cheek. Love you. It was Michael Irvin. Okay. Michael Irvin's always very affectionate. Just, he's such a great guy. So we were talking for a bit and he's like, I don't know what to say. And I don't know what to say either. I have no sympathy. It was blatantly premeditated. Everything that I saw in that video, my friend Baldy, you know, ba- Baldinger. Yep. He, they immediately put him in the chair for Willie. I don't see where Willie's going to get his job back over this.
2: Well, it's really sad because he's a really affable guy, as you know, and has had a great career as a television analyst. But I mean, if people who are listening to this haven't seen the video, Willie McGinnis and one or two of his friends went into a bar and essentially assaulted a guy. But the guy was expectant as soon as he saw these men that something bad was going to happen. He stood up right away. Like, what did that dude do? right deserve this that a public figure like willie would throw caution to the wind and throw his whole television career away potentially um to do this where you got to figure their cameras he didn't care like something had to be done and i'll tell you right now like depending on what some individual could or would do to like one of my children like i would do the same goddamn thing
0: so well especially in a cane Velasquez situation you never know how you're going to react um but you know it, there's no excuse for it John. i mean Premeditated, go in. Your your buddies are putting the feet or the fist to them and you grab a Heineken, what looked like a Heineken bottle, and start uppercutting him, uppercutting him in the face. You know, it's just yeah. it's just horrible that we're on. One thing I want to point out is, yeah. you know how people wear their pants down around their tush, <laughs> yeah, right. And he obviously had them down a little bit, and they fall down to your legs. This is the biggest thing I complain about. If a fight comes down, or you got to run for your life, and your pants are hanging down halfway down your tush. Not much problem. less showing your 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 tidy whities it's the most unsafe thing as a man to have i would never allow myself to be in that vulnerable of a position
1: so so i don't go clothes shopping not for myself not for my son like my wife is in charge of all of it it's just better that way uh but she asked me to go run to to macy's the other day to find like a nice christmas sweater for my kid and i'm going through uh the clothes and i find a pair of uh kid tommy hilfiger jeans and they have a, a pair of boxers sewn into the oh, uh, pants. So you can wear the pants in the proper way and they're connected to the jeans. Uh, so your jeans are sagging, but your, your, you know, belt line is, is where it's supposed to be. And that just floored me. I was not prepared to see like pre-made sagging jeans.
0: Wow. No comment. That is
2: unbelievable. Yeah. That is something. I mean, Hey, I used to, you know, Go all over Metro West Matches, Massachusetts, looking for the biggest, baggiest maroon jeans I could find. And I wore them off my ass. So I'm not one to talk. Really?
1: Oh, well, I didn't on. really
2: sag them like that, but I did want to be a rapper and uh spent much of my life, you know, wanting to be black and all that, you know.
1: I, I, I was be, spending my I days a- trying to find uh Jinko jeans. remember those? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the brand.
0: I don't know where that look originated. I heard it originated in jail for whatever reason. Um, I really don't know. So yeah, Fashion statement, not one I'm going to make. You won't see me wearing uh with a tuxedo uh, jacket on with my pants halfway though, down.
2: When you talk about street fights, right? Because in Florida, we wear flip-flops all the time. And oftentimes I'll say to people, I don't even put socks on unless I'm working out, right? But in this world, in 2022, 2023, like part of me feels like I need to be suited and booted and ready to go because there could be danger around any corner and I'm not armed. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll think like, hey, I'm going to Target. You know what? I'm going to put on the sneakers and high tops in case I got a fucking run today.
0: I've been that way my whole life, John. You know, I enter the restaurant. I know the exit's within two seconds. My yeah. back is to the wall. I've been that way my whole life for reasons that I don't need to go into, but we all have our past experiences in life. In this day and age, with everything we read about, um, even if you're wearing a fine watch like you have or like, you know, I like to wear, you're just in danger when you're out there. You're a target. Yeah. Absolute target. Okay. The positivity continues on its time <laughs> on the first show of the year. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just flowing like crazy. John, what's up with you? What's your big, this, you know, you got the new year here. I know you, I hope you had a wonderful holiday with the family for sure. And um, what's the most exciting thing you're looking forward to in, in 2023? Do you have a resolution that you care to share? Do you have something that you, you want to accomplish? I mean, a goal, what, what is there something that's stands out for John Anik? All right. I'm going to be, be real the with the audience. Possible?
2: I'm going to be real with the audience on its time. I don't particularly enjoy calling fights at the UFC apex. I'm sure that isn't breaking news, right? So I'm very much looking forward to getting back to Perth, even though when I look at the itinerary, I want to crawl in a hole and give my two week notice, right? (laughs) 17 hours and 45 minutes from Perth, or excuse me, from Houston to Sydney, the middle of the three flights for me. But no, just being back in Brazil for the first time in four years, being in Perth, this sport needs the fans more than perhaps any other. So I'm very excited about that. Um, New Year's resolution wise, I just decided to go month by month. So uh, we're doing no juice January. So, you know, Buff and I love our juice. So I'm drinking iced tea right now. Um, but for Don't me, you it's like no than- orange juice. Yeah. So I'm not having orange juice. Obviously, Florida orange juice. I love down here, freshly wow. squeezed. So no juice January for me. You know, it's interesting because for February, I was going to go no French fry February. My daughter wants me to go no fuck february
0: meaning i think liver Liver king is celebrating no juice january
2: is he really oh gosh um (laughs) oh yeah right no but my daughter wants me to not drop the f word in the month of february and
0: oh uh, good luck uh, is there like a is there like a dollar jar or is there a bet i can make on this one
2: well right i know. right i mean you gotta call your
0: daughter i work with you in february and if you'd be that's when you're away from home too right
2: yeah, I have a I have a potty mouth. and uh, Yeah, but you crazy.
1: can do it, John. You do it on the air. You've never come close to dropping enough bomb on the air.
2: Right, but TJ, I mean, I can, I, like, I, candidly, last year, when I did no juice January, I broke it, right, several times. But the first time I broke it, I did it by accident. I walked to the fridge, I poured myself a glass of orange juice and forgot. Right. French fries a little bit longer because they got to cook or whatever, you know. I don't believe I will eat a French fry in February, but I I. As Buff was suggesting, he would love to bet on me to not be able to get through 28 days in a non-leap year without saying the F word.
0: No way. No way. No, it's tough for you. That's very tough. What what does your kid get if you do?
2: Well, we're not betting really on anything. I mean, she could come up with a resolution on her own, right? I should go downstairs right now and see what she's going to do in January, never mind February. She's
0: got all these ideas for her father, you know? Yeah, she's got to give in, too, a little bit. I would say so. Yeah. it's got to be a it's got to be an equal street there all right well TJ how about you what's uh 2023 anything going on with you uh anything you know on? I didn't mean that is there already like major
1: goal or or aspiration
2: well, TJ had a big 2022.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Did, TJ not a bad 2022 uh oh, yeah. I don't know I probably should come up with more goals I don't I don't I generally don't but you know m- maybe I'll find something
2: Well, it's interesting. When we launched the Anakin Florian podcast several years after its time was launched, of course, people don't understand the extent to which Bruce Buffer was a pioneer in this podcast space. Oh, thank you. But TJ was the producer of our show when we launched in April of 2015. And now when I look where his career is at seven years later, at times, maybe he's had to play the long game more than he should have relative to his ability and his expertise, you know, but it's nice to see you shine across a lot of different platforms, you know.
1: Thank you, John. That means a lot to me.
0: Well, you both mean a lot to me, too. And I just want to wish you both the best of years in 2023. Your families, health, prosperity, uh, all that goes with it, happiness. Happiness, happiness, happiness. We live in this crazy world right now.
1: I do need to crazy. apologize to John Anik because I think that the Kenny – or the Annick and Florian podcast should have probably won the UFC Fight Pass podcast of the year awards, but they, they gave it to me, and I think that's because uh, it's some favoritism there, so – uh, congrats no, we, on the award. You should have won.
2: Hey, no, no, no. We appreciated the nomination and we had fun with it on our episode this week and we gave extra rounds. Hell. So you may want to check it out. Well,
1: so That's, on, that's you're, a you're, common gimmick on the Anakin Florian podcast. It is. It is. So hey, it's
2: the, cross promotion. It's all said with love.
1: You. Know. It works.
0: So you're on the fight pass uh, network, John, your show.
2: Yeah. So our show is on the fight pass network, but we do this Anakin Florian rewind segment, which is really the core of our contribution where Kenny and I look back at a fight in UFC history. And then we sort of talk about it as it's going on. Like two weeks ago, we taped a segment. We had Dean Thomas and Ken flow watching their fight against each other back. And it was pretty wow.
0: cool. Well, you may have a little, not competition, but maybe for the nomination, but um, Fight um Pass may have another show on this season this year. It's t- I think it's time. I think it's, it's about time. time. It's time for his time on UFC fight pass. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Working it out now. All right, listen for myself, I had a I had a wonderful year last year with the ups and downs that we all went through and personally things that occurred. I'm just looking to be the best I can be, to have a great year, to be the a um, sphere of influence like I say at the end of the show to the people around me and to be positive and just just do the best I can for my family, my loved ones and above all for the people around me. I'm just and it's not like I have any great aspirations because I'm 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 full of aspiration. I'm full of goals. I've got the cologne, the toiletries coming out. It's time energy coming out. The puncher's chance, UFC, other big things I'm not going to mention right now, but that's great. Business is great. I just want to be the best human being I can be to myself, to my loved ones, and to the people around me, and to my buddies, John and TJ.
2: You're the man. You're always closing. You know I've learned. So much from you, not just as far as broadcasting, but as far as life and, uh, and finances and everything else. So, uh, I think I need a new accountant, but, uh, but your taxes, anymore. John. you know, I mean, I, I marvel at your energy every show and you and I, obviously that's one thing that we both know we can always control is our energy. Yeah. And, Good. um, yeah, we'll see how many more of these pay-per-views we got in us collectively. You know,
0: I think we're going to be around a while, John, don't leave me brother. I need you on yeah. the road. I need my brother on the road. I got four more years. So you got it. Well, that's what you say now. We'll talk in four years about your next five. So all good. (laughs) or next four.
1: You just outlined a decade. Jesus.
0: Hey, listen, I'm I'm 65 now. You know, I'm going for till I'm 75 minimum.
1: Wow.
0: That's breaking news. That's that's my plan.
1: Yeah. Me too. I'm going till I'm 75.
0: It's not about the paycheck to me. You guys know that. I mean, I love, I'll be the first one to cash it. I love what I do. The thing that will stop me and make me retire has nothing to do with money. It has to do with my passion. Once that wanes, I will not phone it in for a seat at a fight and a paycheck. I either yeah. do what I do because I love it or I don't
1: do it. Okay. See, I'm, I'm, I'm just too dumb to do anything else.
0: You say what you say, what you will, TJ, uh, John and I are not going to agree with that. You're doing great. Everything's great. Okay. Let's sign off TJ first
1: uh let's see here nothing really going on this week uh, as far as extra rounds is concerned uh, no ufc but uh, i would implore people if they have a ufc fight pass subscription to go check out my exclusive interview with mike tyson it's behind the paywall uh, i got 20 minutes out of mike talked about a bunch of stuff including his uh decision to go on a sort of a spiritual journey uh with the uh, use of ayahuasca it's pretty uh, interesting so uh, check that out uh the interview with mike tyson available exclusively on ufc fight pass very cool very
0: cool
2: johnny Anakin Florian podcast 2022 awards our eighth annual are out on the DraftKings YouTube channel and we're very excited to announce I guess I'll do it here for the first time we are going two episodes a week in 2023 so for our first eight years we've done one show a week and now we're going twice a week beginning this year uh so that's pretty exciting for us just uh you know the MMA news cycle is such that uh that we need to have a platform midweek Wednesday or Thursday so that's the way it's going to be so uh Yep, just getting ready for uh, for Rio and uh, ready to let loose again. Big year for the combat sports leader, as you know, coming up.
0: All right. Well, um, what is that drink then? The Cura Libas? Cura Libas? Oh, what is that? Ah, What is that drink. drink? It's like Coca Cola huh. or something else? I don't know, but I know well, you what, what, what I mean. The Cuba, Cuba Libra? Cuba... <laughs> uh-huh. Jeez. All I know is there's two C's, Chirosco and Cura Whatever it is, John, let's enjoy ourselves after the show. Let's okay. do it name of the game all right boys listen i wish you all the best to your families yourselves and um the brothers that we are in 2023 everybody out there here i am there's no secrets lots going on follow us all on instagram to get more news uh i'm just looking forward to a great year and i just want to wish you all a very great year and again like i always end the show set your goals now's the time to do it more than ever write them down believe in them, research them, get as much knowledge as possible. So when you step on that yellow brick road ahead of yourself to success, that you be the best you can be, whether you're winning first, second, third, 10th, or the champion of the world, do your best. It means you're winning. That's what we're all about. And it's time. That's what I'm all about in life. Big cheers, no fears, happy new year. Love you all. Love you guys.